You are listening to Time to Revive. This show is designed to help you get the confidence to share your faith in everyday life. The music in the background is Revival from Third Day. Hey, welcome back to Time to Revive. My name is Mark Bird. I'll be hosting you again this week. And as usual, we have a very special guest on the line with us today, joining me remotely all the way from beautiful downtown Dallas, Texas, Andrew Dicas. Andrew, welcome to the program. Hey, hey, thank you so much, Mark. Thank you for having me. This is exciting for a couple of different reasons. First of all, as you guys know, typically I introduce you to a guest that I've known for a a long period of time or maybe a, a shorter period of time. But in this particular case, this week, I'm super excited because Andrew and I just literally met last week in Laredo, Texas. Believe it or not, Andrew came all the way to Laredo from Dallas And I came all the way to Laredo from Ohio. And wouldn't you know it, the Lord said, hey, divine meeting. And again, you might think, well, you know, you're going out to share the gospel. You're going out on the streets. And that we did. We went out and we shared the gospel. But as we typically say, when we're doing outreach in a community, you never know who the Lord has in mind for you to, number one, meet, and number two, work with. Andrew, man, I'm excited to have you on here, and we're going to talk a little bit today about our experience that we shared together in Laredo, but first and foremost, let's go back to the beginning and share with the audience a little bit about who you are. I've got a bio here. Andrew identifies himself as an evangelist, an entrepreneur, and a business consultant. And I love this because like, it's the different perspectives that you listeners know who've been tuning in and listening frequently. You know that I try to have a diversity of different guests on here, and some are pastors and some are not. But one other point that I want to highlight before I kind of turn it over here to Andrew is he is currently attending Gateway Church in Dallas, Texas. But I asked him to list his greatest passions in life. And gee, wouldn't you know, his greatest passions that he lists here are evangelism, discipleship, and preaching the word of God. Andrew, the last piece before I pull the ripcord and let you go is you also identify as a health and fitness coach. Okay, man, I get it. Like people are listening are like, you love evangelism. You love discipleship. You love to share the word of God, but you're a health and fitness coach. Well, can a health and fitness coach also share the gospel? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And Mark, thanks again for having me. I'm excited. Uh, And and Loretta was definitely a blessing with all the people of God just coming together. Uh, And just such honor as well, serving with you. Uh, I know you have many years of ministry experience and it was a blessing to to not only serve with you but to watch you to listen to you uh, pray and just love on god's people and I'm, I'm a disciple i'm always learning and and yeah my background is um is in actually it's in sports and fitness i'm a former athlete uh got saved my senior year of college and um yeah from that point um my passion then even after salvation was was basketball was athletics my degree is in exercise science, my bachelor's degree. 
And yeah, that was my passion. I think God had the time to kind of rearrange that passion to, to hey, you're, you're called to be a disciple first. You're called to be, uh, you know, a man of God. And, and uh, so, so it took me a while to really die to myself and, and come alive to what God had for me. But, but, but yeah, my, so sport and fitness, uh, that's a passion of mine. That's my background. And um, as far as, um, you know, just ministry and where I am today, you know, uh, God has me at seminary at the King's University. And I'm just growing so much and learning there and serving in, in several other various ministries to include a, a homeless ministry that's really, really growing. And there we do uh, outreach. We, we provide clothing, uh, suicide prevention. We, we, and we just started doing these Sunday uh, services, which I'm, I'm leading that as well. So God is just, he's shown me so much grace and I'm just really just uh, at this point, just learning so much and growing so much spiritually and just being a part of time to revive what God is doing with, with Mark and, and Kyle Martin there. Uh, it's just an amazing to be a part of because I, I can see God doing a revival and, and just outreach. And I think the times we're in, God is trying to use all of us, no matter what our backgrounds are, business, sports. Um, he's using us and partnering with us so we can just get the gospel, the good news out there. And, um, and yeah, Mark, that's, uh, that's just a little bit there. I love that, Andrew. So here's where I want to take us for a moment, at least I want to take us from you're a student currently, like you mentioned, and you're studying ministry, but specifically you're studying evangelism, discipleship and ministry. And I love it that you shared that you're involved in a homeless ministry, because I want to say right off the bat, Andrew, like, is that a glorious ministry? Like when you set out, you know, just like, <laughs> hey, man, I want to have this great ministry to the homeless. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? It's um, when I moved to Dallas late 2020, I connected with this ministry. Now it's called ESP of Dallas. I connected around the springtime, and when I walked in that building and just met some of the people, just very diverse people from all over are involved. It was something was special about it. I felt uh, something in the spirit, the love of God, and it's interesting because the building it was formerly a strip club, and um, so it was it became an abandoned building, and now the you know the the founder, the owner, with the vision, he, he bought the building. And they've transformed it to a place of worship uh, to where they feed the homeless, provide clothing. And then also uh, it's versatile because they have other events there. You know, I went to a wedding there last year. And um, so so God is doing a, a great work there, but it's primarily geared towards we pre prepare food and sometimes we house homeless. And, and then um, on the compound, people, there are tents nearby. So it's you know, and then some of the people who, who we've encountered on the streets, uh, they have trades. So we're working to help them get ID cards and all this stuff. So and volunteers meet up every Saturday there uh, and then we, we package the food. And there are various other organizations that are uh, partnered with us on this endeavor. And it's just growing. It's just something that the Lord put on a, a gentleman's heart. His name is Sean. And I came and uh, on a Saturday for the first time. It was back in April in 2021 and just kind of just loved it since. And, and it, it's not the most glorious, but it's um, it's uh, it's just it's just something that God has me a part of. And it's it's a blessing to be a part of. And, and yeah, so 
So being very sarcastic, and I asked you about it being glorious, but you know, something that I want to point out and that was highlighted to me as you spoke about that, you know, Mm -hmm. what you said, you go, as soon as I stepped in the building, Mm -hmm. like the spirit of God spoke to you. And it's like, all of a sudden the vision was cast, if you will, or was revealed to you, however you want to say that. But what I want the listeners to listen to today, Andrew, is you actually had to go. You didn't know. I have a feeling you didn't know specifically that this was going to become a really huge compassion part for you until you went and you stepped into the building. And here's the other piece, because we've crested now into our series about evangelism and discipleship, and we're now stepping over into the discipleship piece. And that's why I wanted to have you on because Andrew, you mentioned something really specific. You're helping people that you are ministering to these homeless folks. You're helping them discover that they have trade abilities like the Mm -hmm. trades, right? That my friend is discipleship. So when you think about just the word homeless ministry, and then right away, most Christians just assent to, oh, well, okay, you you feed them because they can't feed themselves. You know, but what you're actually doing is you're actually teaching them to become disciples. It's a part of the Great Commission that I think doesn't get discussed very much. right? Go and make disciples. We all know that. And then some of us quote the baptism piece, but then it starts (laughs) to talk about teaching them to observe all I've commanded. And you know what? That takes time, brother. And whether it's to a group that meet in a shelter for homeless or whether that's on the streets, like you and I did, the whole thing is cresting and stepping into what God really wants to fulfill Right. The Great Commission. Andrew, that's what I, I love hearing you say. Now, take us through just a little bit. I'm going to step back again, because you mentioned your background is in everything is in sports and athletics, and you were actually a professional basketball player yeah. in, in other countries. And take us through that transition, brother, from God yeah. taking you through that and then taking yeah. you on the journey that you're on now. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Um yeah, yeah, it's a unique background. So after I graduated college, I played uh, semi-pro basketball in, in Georgia and also in Florida. And um, so, yeah, my my intention during this time period, I was just trying to get to the highest level playing playing basketball for the longest amount of time I could. And um, so I went from playing semi-pro to I went and played in Sweden and then various other countries. And um, yeah, for the next five years from 2011 to 2015, 16, you know, um, I was just all over the place playing basketball. And um, that, like I said, that was a huge passion of mine. And even today, I still, <laughs> I still go out and play pickup every now and then. And, you know, that's, um, you know, getting out on the court is just, you know, there's nothing like it still. So, uh, but uh, yeah, for, for about five years, I did that overseas. And then when I came back, uh, I moved back to Florida and um, I was uh, I was teaching and coaching part time and started doing the, the personal training and, and health and fitness coaching. And and then that's when I joined uh, the U.S. Uh, Army Reserves uh, part time. And I was, I was pretty busy at that point, but I found a new passion, though, because the military, uh, you know, it's 
It's about sacrifice. It's about there's, you know, there's camaraderies similar to a team. So, you know, just I joined that uh, as a reserve level. And then the following year, I went full time, you know, for the next four and a half years until 2020 when I got out. And uh, so that that was the change there. And I uh, served as an assistant chaplain or associate chaplain. And that uh, that time period, I, I think I grew the most spiritually. And it, it brought me to the place I'm at now to where I'm just actively trying to to fulfill the purpose that God has for my life. And, and I'm just so thankful for God's grace and patience with me because, you know, uh, just very self-centered uh, as an athlete and just uh, I wasn't I don't think a bad guy, but just, you know, you can you can idolize the wrong things and kind of treasure and put the wrong things first. And God is like, no, he's a God of order. So uh, that transition took place from basketball to the military. Now just, you know, God has me in entrepreneurship and just, uh, well, ministry first, evangelism, his work first and then you know, some other endeavors he has me do it. So that, that's what that transition was like in my life. So that's good, Andrew. And, and, you know, the reason that I felt like it was necessary to do that, because again, thinking about our listeners and there may be listeners out there today, Andrew, and they're thinking, well, yeah, man, I don't have this miraculous <laughs> Damascus road experience that I can say all of a sudden, you know yeah. what I mean? And what I yeah. wanted people to hear, Andrew, is the journey that you were on. And you know yeah. what? Can God use a professional athlete? He absolutely can, right? Yeah. He can transform hearts. And then he took you to the army. And you think you may have thought <laughs> a time or two, man, what in the world am I doing here? Right? Just yeah. like Joseph did when he was thrown in prison. What am I doing here? But yet right. God used you. And what did you tell us? You said you grew the most spiritually yeah. while you were in the army. Again, you yeah. didn't sign up for the army to say, I want to grow spiritually, so I'm going to go into the army. <laughs> but yet yeah. God used it. And that's my point yeah. in all this. And now look at you, bro. You're still growing. And like mm -hmm. you said, I'm ever learning. You yeah. know what? That's what discipleship is, man. Discipleship is a life long process. Right. It's not an overnight thing. And that's why when, when Jesus said, teaching them to observe all I've commanded, well, how long does that take to teach somebody that? And Andrew, you and I would both say, I don't know. We're still in process. <laughs> I try to figure it out. <laughs> that's it, man. We're still learning and growing in the Lord. So I just feel like there's somebody out there listening today that's saying that I don't have this miraculous visitation mm -hmm. and everything you know, yeah. my whole world flipped on its ear, but you know what? The Lord is mm -hmm. patient. He's long suffering. He's enduring. Mm -hmm. And you know what? He's growing us mm -hmm. into what he wants us to become. I want to mm -hmm. pause for just a second. And I, I want to share a scripture, Andrew, and maybe you can stop to think about a word or a you know, life verse that mm -hmm. you want to share too. But in speaking mm -hmm. about discipleship, mm -hmm. we've all heard this scripture because it's a very famous and popular scripture verse that is quoted a lot in Christian circles out of John chapter 8 okay. and verse 32, and it says, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Mm -hmm. And typically what we all do, Andrew, mm -hmm. honestly, is we take that verse kind of out of context and we quote it, right? Because, hey, man, who doesn't want to be free? Because yeah. it's yeah. an invitational kind of thing. Well, and then we say, well, yeah. hey, 
All you have to do is know the truth and the truth will make you free. But I'm a type of guy, a student of the word, and I go, well, what's he talking about in context? And just one verse before that, I think, sets the tone, sets the stage for this conversation. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him. So again, he's speaking to Jewish people, but they had already believed in him. They were believers. Mm -hmm. And he said this, if you abide in my word, you Mm -hmm. are my disciples indeed. We're talking about discipleship. What does the word abide means to live in, means to stay there. But if you stay in my word, if you live in my word, you're my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. You see what I'm saying? It's like there is a responsibility on our part. And I want to say that to commend you, Andrew, in saying that you know what? The Lord has probably taken you on quite a journey already, (laughs) but you stopped to say, but I want more. So what did you do? You enrolled in school, Mm -hmm. right? You enrolled Mm -hmm. in seminary because why? Because you want to be a disciple of Christ and because you want to know the truth so that the truth will make you free. Take Mm -hmm. us through, if you wouldn't mind, Andrew, that transition of where the Lord called you in to go into seminary. Yeah. First of all, the, the verse is uh, you mentioned are so, so key and so true uh, as far as just making us free and uh, abiding. Yeah, that, that's how you know you're a true disciple when his word comes and you receive it and uh, it takes root. And now um, that word just continues to work in your heart and transform you. So, yeah, but yeah, I think that word, that root that was in the Holy Spirit. Had, you know, kind of just continuously worked on me throughout this process to wear basketball and military. And now coming out of the military, my last couple of months or my last year in, it's just thinking about, okay, what's life going to look like after I serve? And I'll say it's a blessing that the United States Army does have great benefits and they provide a GI Bill and some of these resources that will help you go back to school. And um, I took advantage of that and you can go to any university you want. And I chose, uh, you know, Gateway School, which is uh, the Kings, TKU. And um, uh, yeah, it's been, a, it's, it's been such a blessing because, um, well, I haven't been in school in over 10 years, so it took me some time to kind of get back into it. But uh, I really um, am thankful for the professors at TKU. They're very, um, not only do they have it theologically, but they have it Spiritually, they they worship the professors. They are very uh, smart. They're, they're they're very wise. They know the word, but they they all have this common um, commonality to where they kind of worship. They'll break out and praise and worship in the middle of class, and then the whole class will follow. Like, and so that's the kind of stuff we enjoy in class. We're studying it, but you know, one of my professors, Dr. Hunsinger, is like, hey, you know, praying before class starts. He's like, hey, look. This is this this what we're doing here. This is an act of worship. Our studying the word is an act of worship. So that's kind of how they how they, they you know operate with the word in class, and that really has opened me up already. My first year of studying. So so the transition was seamless, and it seems as if God, you know, because there were other universities, other other seminaries, but God led me to the Kings and into enrolling, and um, the process has been just a really good and it's all by his grace you know i don't want to 
you know, Bible says goodness and mercy is following us, you know. <laughs> and then and then the Bible said, okay, yeah. he goes before you. I'm going before you. Okay. And then he says he's beside you. So it's like, oh Lord, you're surrounding me. You're, you're providing for me. You're directing me. What a savior. What a shepherd. So good, yeah. man. That's mm-hmm. so good. So Andrew, I love that because we're kind of doing this walk through your life, you know, yeah. and thank you for your openness and willingness to share this. Because again, I really believe somebody's listening to this thing that I'm not like this flash in the pan. I don't have this amazing testimony like that. But Andrew, so what you've done is you've became a disciple. You said yes to Jesus. God took you from being an athlete and he took you through entrepreneurial things and and coaching and all of those things. And then you went into the U.S. Army and now you're in seminary. So it is a process for most of us. And and there's nothing wrong with that. I want people to be encouraged by that. But now let's transition this over. And this was all uh, before you met me, which praise the Lord. Uh, yeah. But now I've had the opportunity to actually go on an outreach and meet you. <laughs> and, and if you will, which you're already doing this with the homeless in Dallas, but Andrew Dicas joining us today on the call. And Andrew, so now we met in Laredo, Texas. We both yeah. heard about this event, this revival, if you will, yeah. outreach week in Laredo. And we both were called yes. and drawn to come there. And lo and behold, God put us on a team together. And I'm still sort of basking in all that he was doing. And, you you know, Andrew, we literally, for those listeners that have never done outreach like this with Revive before, we literally didn't move more than a half a block we, there were so many people to minister to that were just hungry spiritually. And, And you know what? They weren't homeless in the fact that we sat there and gave them physical food, Andrew. But what I watch and observe you do is feed them spiritually. And we got introduced to people from several different walks of life and backgrounds, but yet it didn't matter. And what I wanted to ask you about, because from my perspective, what I saw, and I want to hear your heart in it. And what I saw is you just stand there and literally love on people. Mm -hmm. So like you didn't have to memorize a script. You didn't have to have 13 (laughs) scriptures written down on a piece of paper. All you literally did was sat Mm -hmm. there and loved on people, Andrew, Mm -hmm. in in, in Mm -hmm. my vision. So could you kind of talk through that from your perspective? Yeah. You know what, Mark? Um, First of all, I'll kind of just honor the format that Tommy Revive set up because, you know, we go out, before we go out, we pray and uh, we're together in groups. And I think that sets the um, the tone, you know, and I think leadership with Tommy Revive does a great job in leading us to prepare us for, to go out there. And it seems as if every time we go out, everything's just orchestrated. So um, I just want to lead with love. I think without love, all of our efforts are kind of in vain and meaningless. So Paul has a good verse in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, I think 14, he says, the love of Christ compels and controls us. So I just want that to control me and and my ministry and um, whatever the Lord wants to do through us as a body, because we've all been joined together by one spirit in love because of Christ. And so when we go out there and and just, I, I feel like the more real we are, him, 
the more time we spend with him, the more he'll just, he'll just, you know, kind of just take control of us, you know, and, that, and I think that's what it's about. And uh, just going out there, uh, when we went out there, Mark, you know, it was just, it was a blessing because it just seemed as if, <laughs> you know, it, it was just natural to go out there and just, right. you know, people are always, people are always looking. And I think that's just, you know, just knowing that people are always looking and people are watching and you never know what someone's going through. And, and when you go out there, you're speaking with strangers, but we can be a part of uh, healing and we can be a part Amen. of uh, just being hope for, for someone, you know, who may be going through a tough circumstance. Someone may be suicidal. We don't know. That's the beauty of it. And uh, we, we can be led by the spirit, you know, just go out and, and try to be his, you know, Christ's hands and feet. And, you know, recently I've been meditating on you know, John 3.16. We all know John 3.16, but I think the Amplified Version kind of opens things up for me. For God so greatly loved and dearly prized the world, you know, it's like, okay, greatly loved and dearly prized, you know, Ephesians uh, 2, 4, but God who is so rich in mercy because of his great love he had for us. So great love. So it's like, man, in these last days, you know, Lord, help us to put on this love and kind of, we're not going to be perfect, but help us to try to put it on and live it out and, and do our best to make a difference. And, you know, I think if we're real with God like that was and tell him, hey, that's our motive. There's no, we're not trying to be weird or, you know, we're not trying Amen, to, man. you know, we're just trying to love all people and share the word. We have the word living in us and, and that's what we try to express. Mm-hmm. Andrew, let me ask you this, because I really don't know the answer to this question, but was that the first team or first outreach you had ever gone on in Laredo? Uh, I think um, it was as far as um, in another location other than Dallas. My first time I went out with Scott, uh, you may know Scott Gerber. Um, we went out uh, here in um, from a local church uh, when Tom arrived, came in. I was like, man, this is, you know, these, these, uh, these armbands are great. You know, it's, it makes it so easy to kind of share the message. And, uh, so Laredo was the first time I, I flew out somewhere else and, um, you know, did outreach. So, so grateful for that, Andrew. And of course, you know, immediately we struck a chord together because of what was um, unifying. And on our team that particular day, Andrew, we were on a team with a with a gal, with a mother and, yeah. and her child. And I think he was maybe four or five years old. And so the diversity on our team yeah. from the word go was was just amazing. But then how it all worked together. And as I mentioned, man, we pulled over in a parking lot that we were sort of led to, and then we didn't venture very far, but what kind of sticks out to you the most, Andrew, from that afternoon together, like just being out on the street, literally for a couple of hours, do any of the particular encounters we had stick out to you? I think um, just the fact that we, we were just out there. I mean, we, I remember we uh, talked to the one gentleman who uh, I think it was coming out of a barbershop. Uh, he had a, a son who 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 played um, who played football in high school. Uh, great conversation with him and just uh, talking to him about uh, what we were doing uh, in Laredo with time arriving. And for him, it was like, man, it's good to see you all down here in Laredo trying to you know, speak hope and life into the city and, and make a difference in the city. 
And he was saying it as if, you know, hey, our city needs it. That's just one encounter, but we we had a lot of great encounters. I mean, the gentleman, uh, him and his wife at the church, you know, I think that was pretty cool. He gave you a little a coffee mug. I thought Amen. that was amazing. So, I mean, we're seeing the diversity. And um, I think they also liked that we came there and just kind of prayed over their church building and just honored them and uh, encouraged them. So just the fact that we, we can be out in the streets, both young and old, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, be, trying to be a blessing to the city, you know, so I think that was just, you know. It was. And so, again, uh, folks, uh, those of you that are listening, maybe you just tuned in. I'm on the line with Andrew Dekas from Dallas, Texas, a mm-hmm. seminary student at TKU and uh, a former professional athlete and uh, U.S. Army associate chaplain. He's just had a great background and the, as the Lord has taken him on this journey. And we're just talking about evangelism, discipleship, and really when you boil it all down, you, know, you throw it all in the pot and you put the heat on and it's all boiled down. It comes down to love. Yeah. Andrew, I watched you love well. And you know, I'm reminded of the verse where Jesus said, well done, thou good and faithful servant. You know why? Because you loved well. Brother, I can say from being on a team with you and being in another city doing outreach together with you, you love well, brother. We pray, we wish you the best on your mission, your journey, which again, when you get out of seminary, graduate from them and get to continue to apply what you've been learning and taking in. I just pray that God use you mightily above all that you could ask or even imagine according to the power that works in you because the Holy Spirit is in you. Andrew, as I promised you leading up to this, the time will actually fly. So (laughs) brother, we've actually kind of blinked twice and all of a sudden we're out of time, but I appreciate you joining us. And with your permission, I would Mm -hmm. like to invite you back to the program again sometime to talk about the next chapters that the Lord is writing in your life story. And I'm super humbled and honored to have met you and to have gone out and walked this path that the Lord has set before us. Folks, thanks for tuning in. And again, next week, I'll have another special guest on the program. I pray that you come back and join us. And you've been listening to Time to Revive. Thanks for listening to Time to Revive. This show has been brought to you by Rise FM and Revive Ohio. More information about this program at risefmohio.com. The Rise FM Podcast Network.